Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. babe welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first episode that you are tuning in for either way i am very happy to have you and i'm excited for today's episode because we are doing another ask shay episode where i am answering your questions that you sent in on instagram and today's theme is all things health wellness and fitness In the last Ask Shay episode, I answered love and relationship themed questions, and I have a couple more episodes coming soon where I'm going to answer business related questions and yoga related questions, and then we have another one on manifestation and mindset. But again, today is all about health and fitness. I mentioned this in the last Ask Shay episode, but if you are wanting to submit a question to be answered in one of these Ask Shay episodes, make sure you are following me on Instagram because I will periodically put up a question box and that will be your opportunity to ask your question. My Instagram handle is down in the show notes, but you can also just look me up. My handle is just my name, Shayla Quinn, S-H-A-Y-L-A. Q-U-I-N-N, and no questions are off limits. If you listen to the podcast frequently, then you already know I'm an open book, and I've really been enjoying these Ask Shay episodes, so make sure you are following me on Instagram so that the next time there's a question box up, you can submit your question. Okay, let's just jump right into it. The first question is, what is your current workout routine? I have to be honest, I don't really have a set workout routine each week. I do have a general idea of the physical activities that I like to do, and I'll explain those in a minute, but things do shift and change for me just given the nature of my work. I work for myself. My schedule is always changing. Things are always coming up and shifting. There's a lot of moving parts. And so since moving to New York, I've tried to be a little bit more flexible in the way that I approach my workout routine. I do have a routine of certain types of exercises or physical activities that I like to do. And those typically consist of one Pilates workout a week, one low impact cardio workout a week, one high intensity interval training workout once a week, and two yoga practices a week. So Pilates, high intensity workout, low impact workout slash cardio, and two yoga classes a week. Lately, that's been looking like going to Rise Nation, which is a 30 minute Versa Climber workout once a week, going to Pilates once a week, maybe going to a Barry's boot camp class once a week and then going to yoga twice a week. Again, because my schedule is always changing, sometimes I just go down to my gym and do a HIIT workout on my own or I'll use my ankle weights and do more of a Pilates style workout on my own. In addition to that, I walk a lot. 
I have two dogs and I also live in New York City. So I am walking quite a bit each day. And I also would say that I lean into doing activities that are physical as often as possible. I actually just started taking tennis lessons, which I'm not doing tennis as a workout. I'm doing it because I want to learn something new and I want to have a new hobby outside of work, but it's definitely a physical activity. So I would say just in general, I'm an active person by nature and that I have created a life that is active. I enjoy physical activity and I've done a lot of personal research through trial and error in regards to the types of workouts that I like over the years, right? I've experimented with a lot of different workouts and I've found the things that I enjoy and see results from and the things that bring me joy and relief and that I get not just physical benefits from, but that benefit me emotionally and mentally. I have in the past had a more rigid routine where I did a certain type of workout at a certain time every single day or every single week, and that served me at that certain or those certain times in my life. But since moving to New York, I've tried to be less rigid and I've really leaned into listening to my body and doing the things that I know make me feel good and and being a little more intuitive in the way that I approach my workout routine. I know that that's not going to work for everybody. And I also can say that there may come a time where that won't serve me anymore either. And maybe I'll go back to a more rigid routine. But for now, that is my current workout routine. The next question is, how do you stay motivated? And I actually have a podcast episode all about motivation. That is episode 139. But what I will say in response to this question, because I did get a lot of variations of this question, first and foremost, knowing how good I'm going to feel after showing up is probably the number one thing that helps me stay motivated. Even in the moments where I don't feel like going, I know that I'm going to feel physically, mentally, and emotionally better. I know I'm going to feel more confident. I know I'm going to feel good about sticking to my word and not breaking a promise that I make to myself. You know, if I say I'm going to show up, I show up. And when I show up, that makes me feel good, empowered, and confident. Also shifting my focus from the negatives to the positives instead of feeling like, oh, I don't want to have to go to this workout and I'm tired and I don't feel like it. I try to shift my mindset to gratitude. Wow. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to go and move my body. I'm so grateful that I am well and physically capable of getting to go and do this workout. And I'm going to go. It doesn't have to be my best, but I'm going to let it be a celebration of the fact that I am healthy and well enough to move my body. Also signing up ahead of time really helps me stay motivated because I don't like saying I'm going to do something and then not doing it. So if I sign up ahead of time, I'm like committing to doing it. And I feel really guilty about not doing it if I've said I'm going to do it, if that makes sense. I also hate losing money. So if I sign up and pay ahead of time, I will be there, rain or shine. I'm not missing that class. I also love setting goals or creating little challenges for myself. That helps me stay really motivated. And lastly, being more mindful of my actions and choices has helped me stay motivated. And what I mean by this is that even in the moments where I don't get it right, where I let my laziness or procrastination get the best of me and I don't show up, I still think that those are valuable experiences because I don't feel good, right? It doesn't feel good to say I'm going to do something and then 
just not do it. It doesn't feel good to set a goal of showing up to a workout or showing up to yoga and then not doing it. I don't feel great. It lowers my self-confidence. It lowers my vibe. It's just not a good feeling. But I use those experiences where I miss the mark to inspire me and motivate me to make a different choice moving forward. And so with experiences like that, I'm able to be more motivated moving forward when I can take a beat or a moment before making a choice and almost mind the gap like I spoke about in that episode where I talked about minding the gap. And I reflect before an action or before a choice to eat something or not eat this thing or show up or not show up. And I'm able to truly and honestly ask myself, is this decision going to make me feel good? And checking in with myself, which is something that I talk about so, 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 so much because it's so important. That moment of being able to check in with myself and ask myself, how am I going to feel if I don't do this thing. And even if I don't have the energy or motivation to do the thing fully, can I find a happy medium, right? So if I've signed up for a HIIT workout and I'm really truly just not feeling it, but I know that I want to show up in some way, can I go on a long walk instead? Can I do something instead? It's moving away from that all or nothing mentality that I've struggled with for most of my life and just trying to be more intuitive and mindful about the ways in which I approach all things in my life, but more specifically in regards to this episode, my movement practice. I think it's that self-awareness and moment of checking in and mindfulness around the choice that gives me the opportunity to reflect on how it's going to make me feel. And that in and of itself helps me stay motivated to continue to make choices that are going to make me feel good. I also spoke about this a lot in episode 139, but I believe that motivation is something that is cultivated through consistency and tapping into self-discipline and it becomes a habit and it is something that accumulates over time. So the more you do something, the more you make it a part of your identity, the more you make it a part of your daily routine, the more motivated you will become because it's not just something that you do, it's part of who you are, right? So earlier in this episode, I said that I live a really active life and I've cultivated that intentionally because I know I feel my best when I am moving my body regularly. You know, and it has this cyclical nature to it because the more often I move my body, the better I feel and the better I start to feel, the more I want to chase that good feeling, which results in me feeling more motivated to feel good, if that makes sense. But again, go and listen to episode 139 for more on motivation. The next question is, what are your daily healthy habits? Number one, morning supplements. If you watch my YouTube channel, then you know I have all of my morning concoctions and tinctures and things that I like to take, and that's just become a daily healthy habit for me. I love doing a spoonful of coconut probiotic yogurt. I do some garlic sauerkraut. I try to do celery juice as often as possible. I love taking a packet of vitamin C and glutathione. I also do a packet of Peak BT Fountain every single day. That is a beauty electrolyte drink, has hyaluronic acid, electrolytes, and ceramides in it, which are great for the skin. 
I also take a ginger shot every day. My favorites are the ones at Trader Joe's. They are affordable and organic, and they just make it easy for me to stick with this daily habit. I journal every single day. I meditate every day. Again, I walk a lot every day between my dog walks and just general moving around New York City. I do some sort of movement every day, whether that be yoga, Pilates, Rise Nation, berries, tennis, riding a bike, going on a run, yoga, something. I like to move my body every single day. I also drink a lot of water every day. I aim to drink at least half my body weight in ounces every day. Staying hydrated is so, so, so important. I also add greens to my meals as often as possible. And I know I already said I walk a lot, but I do try to walk as often as possible. And I even would do that when I lived in LA when I had a car, even though that's not a walkable city at all. If something was in walking distance to me, I would walk there instead of drive. Or if there's an opportunity to take the stairs instead of an elevator, I will take the stairs. Just adding in movement when and where I can has really helped me mentally and physically. The next question is, have you ever had a physical injury that kept you from working out? If so, how did you handle this? Fun fact, I've never broken a bone and I've never had any crazy severe injuries, but I have had two that did keep me from working out. One being a chronic shoulder pain that I was having, which was actually a psychosomatic injury. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but my shoulder would get so locked up that I could not move my head or my arm. And it was so painful that I could not do anything. It was crazy. And the other is I actually pulled my hamstring one time. Well, I actually didn't. I went to a yoga class one time and had an adjustment from the teacher that was way too intense and it strained slash pulled my hamstring, which kept me out of the gym and off of my yoga mat for a decent amount of time. First and foremost, I will say I know it is devastating. It is so frustrating when your body is injured and you cannot move and you mentally suddenly become super motivated to want to move, but your body's saying no. I know that it's really upsetting and frustrating and I feel for you. And in reflecting back on those moments when I was kept from moving my body because of a physical injury, I think the first thing that really truly helped me was finding acceptance for the fact that I was not able to move in the way that I previously was able to. And I know that's annoying and that might be a hard pill to swallow, but the more you resist and wish for things to be other than what they are, the more suffering you are creating for yourself. I know it's frustrating. You're allowed to be frustrated, but you have to find acceptance for it. Fighting it is not gonna change anything, right? It's just gonna make you more frustrated. The other thing was deciding that I would do what I can. So when my shoulder was messed up and I couldn't go to my workouts or I couldn't practice yoga, what else can I do? Can I go for long, gentle walks? Can I do stretches? Can I do something with my lower body, right? So what can I do? Or with my hamstring, I couldn't really do any lower body workouts, couldn't do yoga, what can I do instead? Can I do push-ups on my knees? Can I use arm weights? Can I do gentle walks again? You know, so finding what I could do and letting that be enough for the time being. And lastly, finding other ways to fill up my cup while I heal and being kind to my body and trusting that this too shall pass. Doing what I can to help support myself, doing what I can to help heal myself and trusting that with 
love, patience, compassion, and understanding towards myself that I will get better. Manifesting that my body is strong enough to heal itself was really helpful. The more I focused on the injury and let myself wallow in self-pity and be frustrated and angry about it, the worse I felt. And I know it's difficult, but just do your best to approach it with a positive and optimistic mindset. That's all you can do. That's the best that you can do. And again, I'm sorry if you're listening and you can relate to having an injury and all of that, because again, I know it's so upsetting and I'm so sorry, but trust and have faith that this too shall pass. The next question is how do you maintain a stable weight? Do you weigh yourself often? I actually never weigh myself. I do not own a scale and I cannot remember the last time that I weighed myself. I feel like, was it when I went to the doctor in like March of this year? I have no idea. I don't know. I I don't weigh myself. I stopped focusing on the number on the scale a long time ago and now I focus on how I feel first and foremost and how I look when I see myself. That to me is much more important than my weight. I know that might not be relevant for everybody, depending on what health stuff that you're dealing with or focusing on. But for me, weighing myself was not productive and it was not a good way for me to gauge my health and fitness levels. As far as maintaining a stable weight, I think that I've just been very consistent with my workouts and movement practice for many, many years. And Through that consistency and muscle memory, my body just typically stays the same. I don't really watch what I eat. I don't know how to explain it. I think I'm just pretty consistent. I'm consistent with what I eat, even though I do indulge when I want to. I'm consistent with my movement practice, even though I will give myself a day off when I need to. I think it's just over time, the more consistent you are, over a long period of time, you just find that baseline. There's not a whole lot of fluctuations that are long-term. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going off my typical way of eating for long periods of time or not working out for long periods of time. I think that's where your body starts to fluctuate and become unstable. If anything, maybe I don't work out for a week or two weeks, that's not going to make a big difference when I've been showing up consistently for six or seven years, you know? So I think the main contributor to that is just consistency over many years. I'll also say that I was fully plant-based for almost nine years. And even though I started incorporating fish back into my diet recently, I still don't eat any dairy and I don't eat meat. And I really don't eat a lot of processed foods. If I have a random craving for something processed, I will do that, but that's not a part of my diet on a regular basis. I eat mostly whole plant-based foods and I've been consistent with that way of eating for many years. So I'm sure that that also contributes to having a stable weight, if you will. But again, like I don't even know if my weight is stable because I haven't weighed myself. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Speaking of adding fish into my diet, this leads me to our last and final question for today's episode, which is, can you please go into more detail about your recent diet changes and why or how they are helping? And yes, if you didn't know, recently I started adding in fish into my diet. 
about once a week or once every other week. It was a decision that I thought about for over a year before doing it. And I feel like I was really mindful about this choice. And I did it because when I became plant-based almost nine years ago, I told myself that if there came a day where I felt like it wasn't serving me anymore, or if I felt like I was craving something that was an animal-based product, that I would not deny myself of that. It just so happens in the nine years that I was plant-based, I never had a craving for anything until about the last year, I noticed that I was thinking about fish every now and then. I caught myself thinking about fish, thinking about salmon, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. I didn't do anything about it. I really wasn't sure. I really wanted to be super mindful about it. And after a period of time, as well as noticing some changes in my skin, hair, and hormones, I decided that I would go ahead and try it and see how I feel. I'm not eating it incredibly often, Again, it's like once a week or once every other week, whenever I can get my boyfriend to make it for me because I'm not ready to make it myself. It still kind of grosses me out. But I feel like I've noticed my energy levels. I've noticed more muscle definition. And I've definitely noticed my skin is feeling better and my hair is feeling better. And I'm just feeling better overall. I have never and will never push any type of eating on anyone because what you eat is none of my business and what I eat is none of anyone else's business either. And I think that everybody's body is different and what we each need is going to be different. But I just know for myself that the sign for me was that my body was craving this. And I had been told many times in the past by my Chinese medicine doctor, as well as my acupuncturist and my GP, they all asked me at various times throughout the nine years that I was plant-based, whether or not I would be willing to incorporate animal products back into my diet. And for a long time, I was not open to it. And I think that they were asking me that in regards to some thyroid stuff that I was having going on, as well as my hormones. But for myself, it was something that I wanted to do for myself. And I knew that when I felt like it was right, I would go ahead and do it. And so far, I've been feeling really good. I feel like it's probably still too early to tell any major differences because again, I'm not really eating it that often, but I'm just leaning into what feels good and listening to my body, which hasn't failed me yet. So far, so good, but I will keep you updated on that. All right, that is it for today's episode. I hope you found this helpful. Again, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Shayla Quinn. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night whenever you're listening. I love you and I will catch you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.